Hello, I'm Jake Lloyd and welcome to How to Build Community, a podcast and radio show brought to you by Aruka Network. In this episode, we're hearing how the game of football is changing lives in one Kenyan village. Football and having a team here has changed me totally, physically, emotionally and mentally and spiritually also. That's the voice of Sharon Chepkamoy, the founder and coach of Galark FC, a boys' football club in the small village of Kaptaboiti, near the town of Kericho in western Kenya. Galark FC recently won 50 consecutive games in their local league. And yet, as you'll hear over the course of this episode, their biggest successes are happening off the pitch. Now, Sharon is not a normal football coach by Kenyan standards because she's 18, she's female and she grew up in care. But none of those things have stopped her from leading this team to what was, at the time of our interview, an unbeaten record in the league. But victory on the pitch has not been Sharon's main motivation for starting this club. As she grew up in Kaptaboiti, she started to notice that while there were projects and activities for many local girls, there were none for local boys. A lot of boys seemed unhappy and had few opportunities in life. Many were turning to alcohol, gambling, drugs and other illegal activities. Three boys even committed suicide last year. Sharon wanted to change this. She wanted a space for these boys to get fit, have fun and build relationships so they could share their problems, learn from one another and start to abandon the activities that were getting them into trouble. Now, Sharon's cousin is a professional footballer in Kenya and when he gave her a coaching manual, a plan for a team began to form. I was in Kenya recently, and so I went to visit Sharon and watch her and Galark FC practice one Saturday afternoon. Before the practice, we had to shoo cows off the field. During the practice, I managed to join in and not make too much of a fool of myself. And then afterwards, I and another member of Aruka Network, Elizabeth, asked Sharon a few questions as some of the junior team continued playing in the background, as you'll hear. So this is Sharon. So what, what would the boys be doing, do you think, if they weren't playing football? Okay, if they'll, they'll be just there sitting down, taking alcohol, taking drugs, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And gambling as well? Yeah, gambling and stealing. Yeah, because they are idle. They, have, they want money for drugs. They want money for gambling. So how many... When, when was the club started? How long ago? At first, we are we just a group of people, group of boys and one girl. Then, 2016, we just developed having friendlies with other teams from nearby villages. Last year, we developed and we just formed a team here. Yeah, you- finishing the league so that you can go to the next league. Mm-hmm. Tell us the records. Okay. So we have been just winning all the games. Yeah. So you haven't lost? <laughs> you have never lost. <laughs> what's, the, what's the secret to your team's success? First, God is first in everything you do. 
prayer is a must. Just pray, God, give me strength so that I can go on with what is going on here. Next is teamwork. My strength can be your weakness, and your weakness can be my strength. Am I right? <laughs> so we just develop like, how am I down here? How can I help the, my teammates so that we can be equal? So that we have that strong team. What's it like being a female coach for an old boys team? Uh, sometimes it's like a challenge, but it's nice. I feel good. If somebody can just respect me and I respect him, discipline is the core thing here. And you, you mentioned yesterday um, that three boys that you knew had committed suicide in this community. Yeah. Does, do, you, do you think the club is helping um, to make it easier for boys to discuss their problems? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you, as you can see, some boys just relax there, share their problems, share the stories. So we share stories, help each other to carry the burden. Like, my problem, let it be not the problem to you, but let it be solution to your problem. <laughs> so as well as training the team, are you helping them have these kind of conversations and build these relationships? Yeah, well? yeah. Like, how can I help my, my brother? We are just a family. How can I help one of my brother so that he cannot end up doing evil things? What are your hopes for the future of your team? One day, one time, we'll be in the Kenya Premier League. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you have the, the, uh, the junior team behind yeah, you. They, this one now, they want to play in the international teams. <laughs> Not even in Kenya teams. They have that hope that one day, one time, we just have something like Manu, Liverpool. Yeah, our players are just playing there and yeah, it would be nice. So the future is bright. Yeah, we have a bright future. That we just ask God, God be with us in this journey. Football is a journey. Sometimes there are a lot of challenges, but we know to cope up with the challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a game tomorrow. Are you going to win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all games. We must win. There's nothing that prevents us from winning the game. <laughs> what does your grandmother and sister think of what you're doing? <laughs> At first, my grandmom was like, uh, why are you alone? But she changed her mind uh, after seeing that the, t- the team is helpful. Yeah, she so supports me. Like Sometimes she gives me fare to travel to where we have a game, a match, yeah. What, what does it mean to you to have uh, the community come and watch you? Because this is just a, a training session here and yet people have come to watch. <laughs> okay, no, these people love this team so much. First, they look at it as a role model. Okay, most, player, most people are just young people, below 20 years. So they are like... Wow, they are doing great things. Instead of staying at home, just relaxing. How do you feel about being a role model for other girls in the area? What is life like for girls in this area? Mm-hmm. It's good, though sometimes you, you just want to have everything right, which is not <laughs> correct. So some girls are just afraid. Because uh, you know, in our community, it's very different. 
men are seen as superior and ladies are seen as inferior. So the moment I came to be the coach of this team, it was like everybody was asking herself, why, why, why? <laughs> but God has been within through this journey and I know some ladies will come and join us. That's Sharon there and a bit later Elizabeth asked some of the players a few questions about their coach. How is your coach Sharon? She's uh, good, huh? Yeah, yeah she's, she's great. Yeah. yeah? Among the best coaches in the world, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she'll be coaching the Premier League. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. She'll be there soon. What do you appreciate most about Sharon? She's, a, she's a, one of the greatest coaches that we have ever had around here. She's the best. I think she's the best of all. Yeah. I think you're going far with that. What makes you think she's the best? One thing about Sharon is that she's, she's jovial every, every time Every time she, she makes fun. Do you think she's a good role model for yeah. other girls? Yeah, she's a good yeah. role model. You know, it's very rare you find a, a coach, you know, from some of your female, you know. Very rare you find a coach a female. This team, you know, coaching a, a male, a male team. You know, the football. You know, most the football is someone in Africa is mainly for the, the male gender. Yeah. And you find us now, we decided to, to be one of the girl. You know, Sharon now is the best coach to train us. You know, everything, the skills. Then now you have learned more, and I think you're going far. Wow. Oh. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And this team, mm. how, do you think it uh, it has helped the community? Yeah, it has helped community how? so far. For example, the drug abuse among the youth, that's decreased. I think for now there's none, you know. That's wow. probably the youth from the community to avoid those uh, illegal things, you know. Illegal doings like drug abuse, you know, early pregnancies. Yeah, and other things, those minor, minor like theft, you know. Yeah, you may find some, some youths in teaching in deaf cases that's avoided them, yeah. No, and generally, it, it brings us together. Yeah, we, we come together in unity and peace. Yeah. And how do you feel, personally, being in this team? Okay, I feel good. I feel, I feel I'm at home. Everyone is coming together in peace and harmony. Yeah, we are enjoying, we enjoy football. Sharon being our leader, we, we are enjoying. Also, we feel at home. I think this is better than a home, you know? Wow. Yeah, this is better than even a, a home. Yeah, she has brought us together like a mom. Aww. And we feel she's our mom here. Yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's thank you. Love her. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Now, I know some of that was a little difficult to hear, but you could probably make out that she's the best coach they've ever had. She's a great role model. The drug culture among the youth has decreased to almost zero. Drinking, drug abuse, early pregnancies, theft, they're all declining. It's providing peace and harmony for the young people. And Sharon's a maternal figure for the team. And we also spoke with a local man called Aaron. He lives just down the road from the football pitch where the team play. And when he found out what was going on there, he chose to help out. He's now the club's secretary and along with the local businessman, he's giving money towards the equipment that the team needs. And here's what he had to tell us about Sharon. She's uh, good in mobilising. She has really helped the youth know that uh, football can be the key. To their life, apart from other other things, activities in the village. 
how does this football team support the wider community? This team of ours, when they played in this field, the community tend to know that football is the key. Another thing, when they play, other schools, secondary schools, come to pick players from this field and they sponsor them for further studies. So the, the team is currently unbeaten. Do, do you think they'll go the rest of the season? Yes, it's true. They'll go. In fact, uh, we have hopes that our team will always succeed in the upcoming games. Like even tomorrow we'll be having a friendly and we hope we'll beat our neighbours. Yeah. And you'll be here for that game? I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. Have you missed a game yet? No, I've never missed any game so uh-huh. far. That's amazing. How many games has that been? Like 50 of them. Wow. Yeah, 50. <laughs> Different teams. If the boys weren't playing football, what would they be doing instead? If they were not playing, there'd be more problems in the community. Like one, they'll be stealing maybe bananas, cuckoos, I mean, I mean ants. They could be playing with young girls, impregnating them and other crime activities. So football has really reduced so many of those because they are busy during the, the day. At night they are tired, so they go and sleep. Mm. Yeah. And how has it improved relationships in the community? It has really improved the relationship between parents because now when they are here, we train them on how they should behave when they are home and when they are in school. We train them also. We encourage them about education, that education is the key, and uh, respect to the other people. That's what we tra- the moral things. We, we also help and train them. And how, how do you feel knowing that you're supporting this group? How does it make you feel personally? I feel very great because I was once also a player way back. I was educated through football. So I know football is everything to me, and I know it, can, it helped me become something in the, in the society and it will help them also become something in the long run. So from Aaron there, we've heard just a little about how the team's impact is rippling out from Sharon herself to the team members, to their family and into the community. But we thought it would also be good to hear about the situation nationally in Kenya. And we found just the right person to tell us about it. Stephen Rigby is a ex-professional footballer from the USA. But he ended his career in Kenya's capital, Nairobi, and has since gone on to settle in the country and join an organisation called Ambassadors Football. They're a Christian organisation that's helping to train football coaches like Sharon all over Kenya and in other parts of the world to be effective role models for young players. So I spoke to Stephen and... I started by asking him why football, and football coaching in particular, has such a capacity to bring people together and to change lives. Everyone loves football. Just the ball brings people together. If you walk up to most communities around, whether it's in the city or in the village, and you bring a football and you roll it out on a field, just people gather. Mm. Um, so I think the, the opportunity to kind of bring people together bridge the gap of whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's different religions, whether it's different tribes, football can break down a lot of those barriers. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the power of the sport itself um, that I've seen. Um, and I think then the opportunity of a coach is just, it's time. So a coach is working with players, working with kids where they want to be, so kids want to be on the field, 
So you get to have this influence. You get to have regular interaction and contact with these players. That there's just opportunity to to kind of speak life. I mean, you can speak whatever message you want to share with your players, but we we really want to envision coaches with opportunities they have to be a positive role model, to be uh, a mentor, to be someone that is really engaging and uh, listening to the stories of their players and, and giving them guidance on how to really navigate life. So I think that's the opportunity of a, of a coach in particular in these communities. Mm. And what what are the key skills and values that in your work you're trying to instill in in coaches? Our vision, we, we kind of have, have come about this. of We want to build up qualified coaches, good character, uh, to be positive role models. So um, breaking that down a little bit, I think a coach should know what they're doing. So we, we say qualified coaches, just they, that they actually know how to teach the game. I think that's an important skill. They, they have knowledge of the game. So it's we, as an organization, are doing some just basic, whether it's teaching the techniques of how to actually teach techniques of football, getting into more advanced um, over time. Uh, so we're, do, we're doing that. Good character. I just think uh, at the end of the day, as much as we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. So it's it's our it's our actions, it's our character um, that kids are really paying attention to. So a lot of what we're doing with coaches is, is trying to hold a mirror up to them and saying, who are you? What kind of influence are you having just in living your, your life? Um, so if you say to a player, stay in school and don't don't drink and don't do drugs or whatever these things might be, and then you're doing all those things, then, you know the kids are going to model what they see you doing, not what they're hearing from from your voice. So we want to really hold that mirror up and say, who are you? Do you do you understand what kind of influence you're having? So once there's kind of that personal reflection, that self awareness, I think then we're really saying, what does it mean to be a mentor? What does it mean to be a leader that leads with with vulnerability, openness in your story, uh, but also just an ability to really listen to someone else's story, enter in to empathize, but also to coach in that. So um, to coach life, to help them think about how to make wise decisions, uh, how to set their values, to, to think about long-term implications of choosing which friends and whether it's wise to stay in school or drop out or how these decisions will have impact and future future things that are going on. You know, we, we want to equip coaches to actually be that mentor figure. So that's some of the process that we're going through with, with our coaches. You know, it's really easy to say that it's much messier in practice, hmm. uh, but, but those are some of the ideas that we're looking at of on the field and then uh, kind of their hearts and then how do they take their hearts to actually give back and, and bring that out in their players looking around your website on ambassadors football it it talks uh, a little bit about about father figures and how the coach can become a sort of father figure when when there's a maybe an absent father or, or something like that but then obviously the story we've we've been listening to today is um is of a female coach i, I wonder do, do you work with many young female coaches and, and if so is that is their role any different to that of male coaches? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so yes, we we are working with a lot of female coaches. We talk about the, the the role of father figure largely just with the statistics. It's around forty two percent of Kenyans are coming from single parent homes. Um, Say that again. Forty two percent. Forty two percent. There's a lot more research that we've seen from the U.S. or from different places outside of outside of Kenya that talk about just the challenges that can come from not having a father figure of whether it's self-esteem issues, whether it's behavioral issues, 
more acts of gender-based violence, more propensity to crime and, and gang involvement. There's just some, some interesting research that's out there um, that kind of shows this challenge of fatherlessness. So, so yeah, so we, we kind of break that down into father figure establishes moral authority, moral boundaries, creates security. Um, that's physical and emotional security, confers identity or kind of speaks identity. And then a father figure validates potential. Um, so that's what we talk about when we talk about the father figure. We believe that uh, this is just best practice for any coach. So whether you're a male or a female and you're coaching, I think you're still living out these four roles. So, so yeah, it's both. I do think there's something unique about the male voice um, that's really positive and, and is needed. And we want to address that. Um, but, but there are not as many girls playing football. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, see, we're, we're trying to step into that space a little bit more to understand why that is and if, if there are ways that um, we can help get more girls and, and ladies involved in, mm, in football. Mm. Finally, um, say, listen to this, there might be people who, who work with local youth wherever they live, whether it be coaching sports or running youth clubs or being a mentor or something like that. I wonder... If you could give one bit of advice or one bit of learning to people like this, what would that be? Man, prepare yourself for mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, it's messy. It's mm. really messy. When you're, when you're entering into people's lives, um, the stories that, when, when you actually want to listen, uh, the stories will break your heart. Um, so I've, I've, I've seen for me as a leader um, that the, the importance for me to, to kind of have firm kind of rooting in, in who I am and where I draw strength. Um, so a lot of that for me is just my faith and um, understanding, uh, my understanding of my relationship with the Lord and, and how I believe that God's at work in the lives of the people that I'm working with. It some ways takes pressure off me to be able to fix all the problems, mm. uh, but also gives me courage to enter in and say, but I still have a role to play. So that's been really helpful because it's it's hard. As many encouraging stories that I have, of people that have changed and come out of poverty or come out of different mindsets of insecurity to strong leadership. Uh, I've got just as many stories, if not more, of just heartbreak of people that you work with and that end up not, not changing or are still you know, involved in drugs or crime or just haven't taken hold of some of the opportunities that we've tried to give them. So to, yeah, to, to prepare yourself for that and, and to not be surprised by that, to have some community around you, but I think some of that, yeah, that some of that self care has been really. Um, I think I've, I've seen that that's been more and more important as I step into this more and more. That was Stephen Rigby, and you can find out more about his work at the website ke.ambassadorsfootball.org. And that's almost it for this episode. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you, you can catch up on previous episodes on our SoundCloud page or in your podcast player. Just search how to build community Aruka network. And Aruka is spelt A-R-U-K-A-H. You can also learn more about us on our website, arukanetwork.org. And finally, if you have feedback on this show or suggestions for a future interview, then you can reach me via email jake at arukanetwork.org. I would love to hear from you. So I will say goodbye now, but I will leave you with the words of Sharon. You've heard how her work impacts the team and the community. But what about Sharon herself? Okay. 
football and having a team here has changed me totally, physically, emotionally, and mentally, and spiritually also. Okay, when you are here, before you start a game, you just pray. You, you know, when you are here, you just speak your heart out. You feel you are free for everything. You can do anything. You can be fresh. You have no stress anymore. So it has built me a lot.